What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode three of the M and Ed podcast. I'm Mark Morales alongside Nick Rivera, and today we're going to discuss the NBA playoffs. But before we get into that, let's kind of go over the NBA season as a whole. It's been a long 82-game season, and since from the beginning of day one up until now, there's been so much drama, there's been so much nonsense, there's been so much great play that's been going on since the beginning of the season. And just a few things, you know, the Lakers started off as the fourth seed in the West before LeBron got hurt. And then we all know what happened with the Anthony Davis drama, the how they uh, went from being the fourth seed to not even making the playoffs. We had the Jimmy Butler and uh, Timberwolves drama back in the beginning of the season before he was traded to Philadelphia. We had Derrick Rose revive his career and have pretty much a career year post injury for Derrick Rose, which was great to see if you're a basketball fan. Then in New York, you had a a couple of things going on. You had the Porzingis trade. You had the Knicks tanking for Zion. Let's go. You had the emergence of Mitchell Robinson. And uh, over in Brooklyn, you had the emerging Nets, this team that – a Nets team that nobody really looked at as a playoff team in the beginning of the season. And now 82 games later, you know, they're they're the sixth seed in the the Eastern Conference. And not only that, you had the emergence of of, uh, D'Angelo Russell. And his becoming of a of looks like a superstar in this league. Then you had Russell Westbrook average a triple double for the third straight season, a feat that has never been done before, and he ended the season tying Magic Johnson's record for most triple doubles in NBA history. So he'll have to wait an entire off season to get one more triple double to have the all time um, leading record. Then you had. James Harden averaged 36.1 points per game, which was the highest amount since Michael Jordan did it back in his day. And then finally, in his day, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then finally, you had two legends retire after the conclusion of this season in Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. So there's been a lot that went down in the NBA this season. And that brings us all the way now to the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. Let's go. And people can say this is really when the season takes off. If you're not a huge fan of the NBA, but you kind of ta- um, tag along at the end of the season, this is where the NBA gets hot and juicy. <laughs> what? <laughs> hot and juicy. Oh, and dear Lord. <laughs> so let's really dive down into the NBA playoffs now. So we'll start in the Eastern Conference. So before we break down conference by conference, let's just give you a rundown of the seeding. So we had the Bucks, the first seed in the East. They were 60 and 22 on the year. Then the Toronto Raptors were 58 and 24. Then the 76ers at 51 and 31. The Boston Celtics at 49 and 33. The Pacers were the fifth seed at 48 and 34. The Brooklyn Nets at 42 and 40. The Orlando Magic at 42 and 40, and then the Detroit Pistons as the eighth seed at 41 and 41. And then you, you look in the Western Conference, you have the Golden State Warriors as the top seed at 57 and 25, the Denver Nuggets at 54 and 28, the Portland Trailblazers at 53 and 29, the Houston Rockets are the fourth seed at 53 and 29, 
The Utah Jazz are 50 and 32. The Thunder are 49 and 33, followed by the San Antonio Spurs at 48 and 34. And then the LA Clippers as the eighth seed, also with a 48 and 34 record. Any surprises there for you, Nick? Actually, shocked that the Nuggets are the second seed, (laughs) even though I know they're going to get swept in the first round. But the Nuggets. I don't know, man. They don't do it for me. They're just – I think they'll forever be the Nuggets to me. Yeah, well, they were definitely one of the biggest surprises of this, of this NBA season. And if you remember last year, I, I don't even think they made the playoffs last year. I, I don't even remember. I don't think they did. I feel like uh, – No, they weren't. They were the ninth no. seed last year, so they just missed it. They were 46 and 36 last year, Ooh, and they drastically improved. But drastically improved. They were definitely uh, one of the biggest surprises, and they were actually the first seed for a while. And then they lost a couple of key games to the Warriors um, late in the season, so they were really able to to make a comeback. The Warriors, but yeah, the Denver Nuggets were definitely a surprise. Um, I'm gonna have to say also, I think the Portland Trailblazers are a big surprise too. They were always good, but they were never like top three good. And, and Whoa! Now, and Don't now they're on my Blazers. Now they're top three. But Blazers always been there, and they're ready to get swept in the first round too. <laughs> yeah, they've always been there, but they were never. It seems like this year they took that next step, and they really weren't playing around this year. Um, I also have to say though, another surprise. I'm gonna have to say in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they they really came out of nowhere. They were never this good, and last season they were the seventh seed at 44 and 38. And I'm, I'm looking now, in Giannis's time, they were never greater than that. You know, the season before that, in 2016-17, they were the sixth seed. In 2015-2016, they didn't even make the playoffs. They were, they were uh, fourth to last in the Eastern Conference in 15-16. And then in 14-15, which I think was Giannis's rookie year, I could be wrong, but they were the sixth seed then. So in Giannis's time, this is the, the best that they have been. And... I think that they're just one of those surprise teams as well, just like the Denver Nuggets. And I don't see them slowing down in the in this postseason, especially the way Giannis has been playing. I could see him slowing down in the first or second round. I don't know, man. The first, the top seeds, with the exception of the Warriors in the Western and Eastern Conference, they don't scare me at all. I think that the person that's going to come out of the East is going to be from the mid to lower seeds. And the Western Conference, I mean – the cheat codes to Warriors. They, they have to. The, the no-fun Jones. No one wants to see them there, but they're going to be anyway. Yeah. Well, let's take a look now at the first round. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. So we have the first seed Milwaukee Bucks going up against the eighth seed Detroit Pistons. Ew. Who wants to watch that series? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. I'm personally probably not going to watch a whole lot of that series because I actually have the Bucks in four. Um, Wow, the disrespect. Well, Blake Griffin might not even play, and if he does play, he might not even be 100% because he suffered um, a knee injury. I don't know the extent of the knee injury, but I know he sat out of the season finale against the Knicks. And I'm not sure what his status is going to be going into the playoffs, but regardless, with or without Blake Griffin, I, I can see the Bucks in four here. Bucks in four, man. I don't. Know. I think people from Milwaukee aren't even going to watch this. <laughs> uh, I, hmm. the Pistons, man. The I mean, Pistons. they had a good year. They were 41 and 41, and if you remember, they traded for Blake Griffin um, a, a season ago, and I just feel like they never really took off with him. I feel like. 
he went from being on a team with the Clippers that was stuck in limbo to going to the Detroit Pistons, and he's pretty much on the same exact team, but without Chris Paul, if that makes sense. He went from being um, in the paint with DeAndre Jordan to now being in the paint with Andre Drummond. So I feel like he, he went to the same exact team, but in the East, and I just feel like they haven't really been able to take off the way that they thought they were going to take off. Yeah, if if Blake Griffin doesn't, doesn't play, get the brooms out. But if he's there, I could see him sealing a game because, I don't know, the Bucks don't scare me that much. Even though they're, they've been winning games, they're not, like, terrifying to me. I don't know. That's where I disagree with you, man. I think the Bucks are for real. I think they're the real deal, and I think they're the scariest team in the Eastern Conference right now. Who You have no You're one. You're bugging. There is no one in the NBA that can stop Giannis. Absolutely no one. He's putting up just as just the same amount of numbers, maybe even a little bit better than Shaq was in his. Oh prime. my goodness! Oh my goodness! It's proven fact. Look at it's, the statistics. Oh my goodness! I'm out of here. This guy's calling Giannis Shaq. I have to go to bed. Tuck me in, Chief. I'm not ready for this discussion. Giannis <laughs> is Shaq. Let me pull up his stats for you, real quick. Please don't. <laughs> Giannis, this season, he's averaging 27.7 points per game, (laughs) 12.5 rebounds per game, and 5.6 assists per game. He's shooting 57.8% from the field. And, like, who's going to stop this guy? His body size is freakish, hence the name the Greek Freak. (laughs) He's 6'11", but like a 7-foot wingspan. He does Euro steps. He takes two steps from half court, and that's his Euro step. No one is stopping this man, and I think he is on a mission to really ball out this playoffs. Except Joel. Joel cannot stop Giannis, and that was proven when they played each other a couple couple weeks ago. Blasphemy. Giannis, I mean, not Giannis. Joel Embiid is great, don't get me wrong, but he is nowhere near the same category as Giannis Antetokounmpo. Whoa. Whoa. Are you from Milwaukee? (laughs) <laughs> you would think so, right? Are he with cheese then? <laughs> but so that's my predictions for that first round. I have Milwaukee and four. And you're saying you have Milwaukee and five. You think that the Pistons could, could snag a game if Blake Griffin plays, correct? Yeah, that's right. Otherwise, get the brooms out. <laughs> well, that brings us to the second matchup, the Toronto Raptors. This two seed going up this Going up against the seventh-seeded Orlando Magic. Uh, now, even a worse matchup. Yeah, I know. And I, just like the first the first matchup, I'm probably not going to watch much of this matchup either. <laughs> I also have Toronto in four over the Magic. I, I just Jeez. don't think the Magic have um, enough talent to really go up against the Toronto Raptors. Don't get me wrong. The Magic are, are a solid team. They're a good up-and-coming team. But let's just be real here. They, they really should not be in the playoffs, nor should the Pistons. There are other teams in the West that uh, have a better record than both those teams. And I guess you could say the same thing about the Nets, although the Nets are a little bit different. But I just don't think the Magic have enough talent to go to get anywhere close to the Toronto Raptors this series. Wait, hold on a minute. The disrespect to the Magic. Who in the West got a better record than them that's not in the playoffs? Nobody. Right. Let's see. Nobody. So the, the Orlando Magic are forty-two and forty, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. That was that my was, Eastern Conference. That, that mistake on my part. I own. I'll own that. You're right. The ninth seed in the West have a are the Kings with a thirty-nine and forty-three record. So I take that back. I take that back. But Wait. still, regardless, I don't think the Magic have enough talent to go up against the the Raptors. So I think Toronto and four. 
Oh my! Could we finally put the uh, the Western Conference is way better than the Eastern Conference to bed? Because both nine seeds in either conference are thirty nine wins, and the eight seed is only separated by seven games. Like, let's calm down. Yeah, you're. This season there hasn't been as much meteorocracy, but in the past there has been. You know, there was. Let's see, just for an example, um, let's just look back in 2016-2017. The uh, well, that's a bad example. <laughs> Go farther back. Go in the vault. Yeah, I have to get the really Don't sleep on my east. Well, last season, the Nuggets didn't make the playoffs, and they were 46 and 36. So there's one. Now let's go yeah, back to who's the real week conference. Who's the real week conference? Yeah. That's right. I said crazy. It. A couple of years ago, 2015, 26, and the Warriors were 73 and 9. You remember that? The, the, the year right before KD. The last time the Warriors were fun to watch. That's big facts, and then they turned into lemons. Yeah. But back to our playoff preview. So I have Toronto in four. What's your thoughts on that series? Honestly, I can't even name anyone on the Magic besides Aaron Gordon. What about Mo Bamba? Bum. <laughs> Mo Bamba. I'm going Raptors in four. They got a whole bunch of bums on the Magic down there. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say we pretty much agree on that one. Orlando Dookie. <laughs> Now that brings us to our uh, local team, the Philadelphia oh 76ers going up against the Brooklyn Nets. Local team. I can't believe you just said that. Brooklyn, stand up. Brooklyn, sit down. <laughs> and I, as much as I would like to see the Nets win this, you know, they had a great Why? year for their standards. <laughs> Why? They had a really good year. The emergence of D'Angelo Russell was great to watch. Um, the way that they played, they, they always looked like they were having fun. They never looked like they were stressed out or or not are like unhappy at any point in time during the season. Um, Kenny Atkinson, their head coach, has been, has done a phenomenal job this season. And you know, I, unfortunately, I just think the Phillies, the Phillies, I just think the Seventy Sixers, <laughs> I just think the Seventy Sixers have have better talent and have a better roster. So I think Philly in six. I do think that with the talent that the Nets have and with D'Angelo Russell, I think he's really going to ball out and, and show the Lakers and show the world what the Lakers are missing and what the Lakers traded away. So I do think the Nets could steal two games, could kind of grind two games out. But ultimately, I think Philly in six. I just think they have a better roster, more talent, and just the, they, the Philly, Philly really has all the pressure, honestly, out of anyone in the East. After seeing Ben Skimmons, Ben Skimmons, after seeing Ben Simmons score one point in the playoff game, I lost all hope in the Phillies. Like the they Phillies. have, they have no shot. I, I, I don't see them ever winning a chip with, uh, uh, Benjamin One Point Simmons as their point guard. Yeah, and it also doesn't help that uh, a robot has scored more three pointers this season than Ben Simmons. Wow, that that was crazy. Shade. Did you see that? Did you see that video? <laughs> that was wild shade. Benson is going to hunt you down. No, that, was, that was filthy. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I saw a video, I think it was on Bleach Report, that these two, I think there were two students, they created a robot that could shoot, right? And they, they positioned the robot in Steph Curry range, like right around the logo, and, he swi- yeah. and that robot switched the first three. So that robot officially has a better shooting percentage, a better three-point shooting percentage, and has shot more threes than Ben Simmons has all year. The rise of the machines, the end is near. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Phillies in uh, in seven because one point Jones will make his make his head known again. You really think the Nets are gonna bring this to seven? Because the Phillies they have 
I can't keep saying the Phillies, <laughs> and you said it too before. I don't know. If I you know. I did on purpose. This guy <laughs> killing my um, jokes. I mean, Ooh. they still have Joel Embiid. If healthy, Joel Embiid will will be the best player on the court <clears throat> for both teams during this series if he can stay healthy. I mean, as much as you might not like Ben Simmons because of his lack of shooting, he's still a triple-double threat. He's still a guy who could rebound, a guy with great court vision, and a guy that can get the ball to the rim. Um, they also have Tobias Harris, who was having a career year this year. And a lot of people are, have seem to have forgotten about him because now he's, he's with Philly. And they also have Jimmy Butler. Now, regardless of – James. Now, regardless – if you think he's an elite player or not, he's still a guy that could go out there and score 20-plus points per game. They literally have about four players who could legit- legitimately get 20-plus points per game on that roster. And Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Tobias Harris. I don't know, man. Imagine getting paid millions of dollars to put a basketball in a hoop where you can't shoot. That's just mind-blowing to me. <laughs> And until he's able to do that, I do not see the 76 was really doing anything um, anytime soon. I think he definitely needs to create a jump shot. He definitely needs a three-point shot. You cannot win in this league anymore not um, shooting a three. But, you know, people might think, oh, well, Mark, you're being a hypocrite. Why? How come, how come Ben Simmons can't shoot and they're not going to do anything, but you have Giannis um, you know, sweeping the Pistons, and he can't shoot. The difference is Giannis is a freak of nature, and he can get to the to the rim at he can get to the to the bucket at will. No one can stop him. There are people that are the same size as Ben Simmons. There's no one remotely close to Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that differences right there. Except me, Chief. You forgot it. I can't <laughs> believe you forgot. And now that brings us to our last matchup in the first round in the Eastern Conference. We have the fourth seeded Boston Celtics going up against the fifth-seeded Indiana Pacers. Now, what's your thoughts on this series? Ooh, I got I got the first upset. I got the Pacers taking this home. Yeah, and keep in mind that they, their records are pretty much identical. Boston just has one more win than the Pacers. Yeah, I don't see... Oh, everyone talks about how... <laughs> everyone talks about how, how young Jalen Brown and how young Jason Tatum are. But since last year, they really have shown no improvement whatsoever. They signed Gordon Hayward, and ever since his leg exploded, he's not the same player. I don't know if that's mental or physical, but even when they first got him, they were overpaying. So even if he never had his leg explode, I think he wouldn't have made a huge impact. Then they got Kyrie, who's like about to leave in like two weeks. So I think their whole team is falling apart, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um there's just a couple of things, though, that I, I, I disagree with, especially with the Gordon Hayward stuff. Um, I, I don't think that if he if he never got hurt last year, I think they would have been fine. I think you would have seen um, a decline in production in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown if Gordon Hayward never got hurt because he would have gotten the majority of the playing time. He was coming off a career year with the Jazz where he was averaging 19-plus points per game. Oh, stop it. Um, he is the number one the number one option on a team that was the worst offense in basketball. That stat is fake. Fake. Yeah, well, now he was playing with arguably one of the top three guards in the NBA in Kyrie Irving. And what has he done? Nothing. Well, yeah, because in the first three minutes, the first minute and a half pretty much of his career with the Celtics, his leg exploded. But, you know, coming back into this season, there was a lot of turmoil because I feel like they didn't really know how to implement uh, Gordon Hayward onto this team. When when the season first started, I believe he was starting, 
And when he's starting, that means either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum had to go on the bench. And I think it was Jalen Brown. And obviously it just didn't mesh. Gordon Hayward was clearly rusty and, you know, it's not his fault. He had a very gruesome injury and he had an injury that was very similar to Paul George. And the doctors told Paul George, you're probably not going to feel a hundred percent for probably two to three years after you get healed. So we have to really pump the brakes on the Gordon Hayward, um, the bashing Gordon Hayward, because, you know, he suffered a a very traumatic injury, uh, an injury that could scar you as a player can scar you for life really. So, it's re- way, way, way too early to judge Gordon Hayward right now. Um, but if we are going to judge a little bit, this contract is looking like a big mess because you owe this guy $30 million for a few years now. And, you know, he wasn't even av- – I think he was averaging barely 10 points a game this year. Again, first season back. But um, where I do have to disagree, though, I, I don't see the Pacers winning this series. They are, they're a solid team. They're a good team, but they're without Victor Aladipo, who's going to be out for a majority of next season, too, because of that knee injury he suffered. And, you know, the, the Pacers really didn't fall off too much post-injury. I believe the Pacers were a third seed when um, Aladipo was healthy, and they dropped to fifth post, um, post-injury. So kudos to them for not really letting the, the injury derail their season. But I just think when push comes to shove, once these playoffs start, I think the Celtics are going to put it into another year. Because if you remember... They, they played really well last year in the playoffs. And I think that they just have way more talent than the Pacers right now. And if they could put their egos aside, the Celtics, and if Kyrie and all those young guys could just have a new slate going into this postseason and just start fresh, I think they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. So I have Boston in six. I think Indy has enough to win two. But I, I ultimately, I just think the Celtics, if they can play to their potential and put all the nonsense and put this this season aside and start fresh, I think the Celtics have way more talent than the Pacers. No way, man. Pacers in six because it's just a whole different – it's a whole different team. They have the same players, but it's a whole different team because after last year, now everyone thinks they're a superstar. Terry Rozier thinks he's equivalent to or better than Kyrie. You got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who think they're all that, even though they haven't really done anything. Um, you got Kyrie, who's not even there anymore. <laughs> and I also forgot Marcus Smart is going to be out for, I think, the first two rounds of the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he suffered some type of, like, tear and tear injury. I- I'm not going to look that up, but just keep that in mind, too, that Smart will be out for the first two rounds. That's a pretty major blow because now it who's going to get fouls called on them? Like, Mr. Yeah, he's sidelined four to six weeks with an oblique injury. Dang, they won't get their foul calls no more. Flop Jones isn't gonna be there. That's even that's the biggest blow, honestly. That's a bigger yeah. blow than losing Kyrie. Yeah, no, I don't know if it's a bigger blow than losing Kyrie. But it's definitely a big blow because he was Marcus Smart was one of your anchors on the defensive end of the court. And on the flopping end of the court. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe now with uh since Marcus Smart is a guard and now he's not gonna be there. Now a lot more playing time is going to go to Kyrie, going to go to Trevor, uh, Trevor Rozier. So maybe Trevor extra, Rozier, Terry, my my fault, Trevor. Terry Rozier. So now maybe with the extra playing time, maybe Rozier plays better than he did during the regular season and last year. Maybe Kyrie has more time now and puts on a show. Who knows? But on the defensive, offensively, I think they will be fine with without Marcus Smart. But on the defensive end, I think that's really where they're gonna where they're really going to suffer. And maybe now this lets Gordon Hayward have some more some more playing time and, and pretty much put all the haters to bed if he could play well. Yeah, you remember last year in the playoffs when Terry Rozier like, had like three points and everyone made a shirt about him? 
<laughs> I I forgot about that. I remember. That was very strange. <laughs> so let's move on now to the second round in the East. So for me, I know oh, this is where we're going to have a, a little bit of our, our differences because we picked different teams to move on. But in the second round, I have the Bucks going up against the Celtics, and I have the Bucks in six. Um, I think the Bucks are just a better team than the Celtics. I think, like I said, there's no one, no one in the East that can stop um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's definitely no one remotely close on the Celtics that can stop Giannis. And I think that this Bucks team is just is just going to make it all the way to the finals. You know, I have them going to the finals. I, I really don't see a team that can beat them. So I have the Bucks in six over the Celtics in the second round. I'm going Bucks Pacers second round. Uh I'm going to go Bucks and Bucks and 4. They're going to bully the Pacers. I could see it happening, big dog. Yeah, if if that is the case, I can also see that happening. Cuz like we were saying before, the uh the Pacers just they just lack the talent right now without Victor Oladipo. Yeah, they they don't got what it takes. Yeah. So now for the other matchup in the second round of the Eastern Conference, I have Toronto going up against Philly. And this is my first seven-game series of the playoffs. I have Philly and Toronto going seven, and I have Toronto coming out on top in seven games. I think it's going to be a very physical matchup if this is the second round of the playoffs. I think it's going to be very physical. But like I mentioned when I was talking about it the first round, Philly, I think out of everyone in the Eastern Conference – I guess you could say Boston because of like what's going on, but let's exclude Boston. Um, I think Philly has a lot of pressure on them to to do well this playoff. I really do. I think they went all in in the trade with Jimmy Butler. They they went even more. They went even further all in when they traded for Tobias Harris. And I'm not too sure what the contract situations are like. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris could be free agents after this year, so they could potentially not be on the roster next year for the Sixers. And so that's why I just think that they're going all in. I think they have a lot of pressure and I think they're built right now to win this year. But unfortunately, I think the pressure is going to succumb. I think they're going to succumb to the pressure. And I just have Toronto beating them out in seven. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to put on a show and I think he's going to silence all the LeBronto haters. LeBronto haters. LeBron's not there no more. If LeBron is there, he'd bully them. But let's see. Second round, I got the Raptors versus the Phillies. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like this is gonna be the best series out of the East. Um, I could see. Hmm. Who do? Who would come out of that? That's. I think that could go either way, honestly. But I'm gonna go for now. I'm gonna go Raptors just because I feel like. Kawhi will activate uh, LeBron playoff mode. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I truly think Kawhi is going to turn it up this season, this off, this uh, postseason. He's fresh. He didn't play all last year, and I think he has uh, something to prove all the haters for him now. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't even give you a, a true winner. I'm just more leaning towards Raptors, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Phillies came out of that. Yeah. And now that brings us to our Eastern Conference finals and i'll let you go first on this one all right eastern conference finals it's gonna be either bucks phillies or bucks raptors hmm i'm trying to see i i hope it's bucks sixers i think that'd be a more interesting series 
But I yeah, feel, I agree. But I feel like it will be Bucks Raptors, and I have like a different opinion if it's if it's either team. If the Bucks play the Raptors, I see the Bucks winning. But if the Bucks play the Sixers, I see the Sixers winning. Really? Yeah, I just think that the matchup is better for um for the Seventy Sixers in the sense that they're like this. The Bucks have have Giannis, and I feel like that the Seventy Sixers are more equipped to not really take him out, but make him less effective. And they have like more, they, they could stretch the floor better. And I, I don't think the Bucks defense would be able to like spread out everyone to cover everyone effectively, especially if, you know, Ben Simmons would take like a deep shot every once and now and then. But Yeah. Yeah. So you're pretty much in the 76ers have more, have, have more offensive weapons than the Bucks. Not even offensive weapons, just more offensive, like versatility. If that makes any sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty much like how the war, if you, like just for a parallel, how the Warriors have so much offensive talent that they that who whenever people play them, they don't have enough like quality def- defenders to cover everybody at once. Yeah, is that what you're saying? More or less, not really. They're not really built the same, but I guess the same concept. Just the fact they have a lot of offensive weapons and not enough defenders to defend all of them. Yeah, basically. Okay, and then what about the Raptors? If the Raptors make it? If the Raptors make it, I see the Bucks just bodying them because I think that they could – their only real threat is Kawhi, and I don't really see anyone else doing too much. Who is the point guard? I always forget his name. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry. I mean, he always he always shrinks in big moments. So, I, I don't see the, – the Raptors have been to, like, 84 consecutive um, – number one seeds and haven't done anything given they have the easiest route to the Eastern Conference Finals and they never do anything. So I don't think it'll be different this year. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have Bucks and Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals and I do have the Bucks winning in seven. And some of my reasons is kind of like the same as for you. You know, when I'm looking at the, when, when I'm looking at Milwaukee, I see a very good young team. I see a, a superstar in the making in Giannis Antetokounmpo. If he's not already um, one of the top superstars in this league. And then I look at the Toronto Raptors. You know, they, they have a good young supporting team. They have um, uh, a potential most improved player candidate in Siakam, who is averaging, I think he's averaging like almost 20 points a game. Legend. Let me pull that out. Uh, yeah, Pascal Siakam. He's been in the league since 2017, and he's averaging 16.9 points per game this year. And that was a big improvement from last year. He averaged only 7.3. So he's been playing um, outstanding basketball this season. You have Kyle Lowry and um, and uh, Kawhi Leonard, who maybe Kawhi Leonard has something to prove, like I was saying earlier. There's been a lot of haters about him and, and his passion for basketball and his commitment to basketball, especially after last season when he pretty much quit on the Spurs and forced his way out. So... You know, I, I truly think Toronto is going to come out um, come out shooting in this matchup if this is the matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals. But at the end of the day, regardless if Kawhi is on Giannis or not, there's no one, no one. I keep saying this over and over again. I can't stress this enough. When Giannis is on his game and, and when Giannis is in the zone, there is absolutely no one that can stop him. And I think that's going to prevail in this Eastern Conference Final. And I have the Bucks reaching the finals in seven games over the Raptors. Oh my God, Giannis in the finals! Oh my God, could it be? From one LeBron-esque player to the next, LeBron has passed the torch down to Giannis, and I, I, I think that Giannis is going to be the new LeBron in the East. 
Oh, here we go. Now Giannis here first. Now Giannis is going to dominate. Here we go. It's his time to shine, and he's a freak of nature. No one can stop him. Not and if Joel has anything to say about it. And not if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Zion Williamson have something to say about it next year, too. Oh, my goodness. That is not happening. <laughs> the Knicks are going to sign Kemba Walker to a Supermax pay him $300 That's million fine. a year. That's fine with me. And then their second uh, Supermax signing is going to be uh, Tobias <laughs> Andre <Harris>. Roberson. <laughs> yeah. But anything else you want to cover in the East before we shift gears to the Western Conference? Tank for Zion. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, right? I uh, can't wait till we get the fifth pick. Well, the New York Rangers had, had luck on their side. They just had their draft lottery a few nights ago, and um, they only had, I think, like a 7% chance in getting the top two pick, and they ended up getting the second pick in the draft. So maybe they, the Knicks could borrow some luck from them. Yeah, I'm kind of a little, little upset, a little salty that the Devils got the one. Yeah, that kind of hurt me, even though that was low-key rigged. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> well, now let's, let's look into the Western Conference. Whoa. So the first seed, we have the Golden State Warriors going up against the eighth-seeded L.A. Clippers. And, you know, the Clippers are an interesting team. You know, they were 48 and 34, so they're not like the like the Detroit Pistons at 41 and 41. The Clippers are a really solid team, and, and Doc Rivers did a phenomenal, phenomenal job coaching that team. You know, they lost DeAndre Jordan. They lost Chris Paul. They lost Blake Griffin. And Tobias Harris was on the team in the beginning of the season. And everybody thought, you know, maybe they can make the playoffs. Tobias Harris has been playing great. Lou Williams um, Lou Williams is playing great. The team was pretty much playing great overall, the Clippers. And then they traded Tobias Harris around the tra- traded deadline to Philly. And everybody thought, all right, maybe now they're going to slow down. Maybe they're not going to make the playoffs. They've just lost a 20-point score in uh, Tobias Harris, so there's no way they're going to make the playoffs, right? Well, you're wrong. They they persevered. They fought tooth and nail, and they made the playoffs as an eighth seed at 48 and 34. But, you know, unfortunately for them, they're going up against the juggernaut and the Golden State Warriors, and I think the Warriors are just going uh, to turn it up. It's turn-up time now for the Warriors. This is where they start playing basketball. This is where they start getting serious. I have the Warriors in four. I'm going to be – I'm going to go be a wild boy right now. If anyone's going to beat the Warriors out of the West, it's going to be the Clippers. Oh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. If anyone is going to do it, it's going to be the Clippers, baby. And you know what I forgot, too? I forgot Steph Curry rolled his ankle the other day. So his status, I'm not sure what what his status is going to be like. Let me look that up and see if there's any news on that. Um, I don't really have a reasoning, but the, the Clippers... Like it's, I could, I'm just looking at all the teams in the playoffs, and none of them are taking out the Warriors except the Clippers, possibly. Out of your mind, man. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not, With, saying, I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. I'm just saying if I'm anyone's going gonna to do it, it's going to be the Clippers. I'm going to go as far as even saying this. If Steph Curry doesn't even play in the first round because of his ankle injury, which according to Sporting News a day ago, the Warriors have, quote, no concerns about Steph Curry's uh, injury. But even if he does not play, I have the Warriors in four. Nah, Chief. Nah, it's going to be Warriors in five. But if stars align, don't be shocked if the Clippers start making them sweat. No, I think you're drinking too much of J.R. Smith's secret sauce. That, that stuff is good. Don't sleep the honey. I'll send you that recipe. <laughs> don't sleep on the Clippers. The real L.A. team. What? 
Well, I'll let you continue off in La La Land, but we have to move. <laughs> we have to move on. I don't want to keep hearing how the Clippers are going to beat the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Wait, I can't. I can't let you move on just yet. You said I'm living in La La Land. I gotta bring this up. Mark Morales. I I gotta hear him say this in um in in person. I gotta hear his voice say this. He this is what he sent me through text. The New York Knicks have a better roster than the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think and you're drinking the special sauce. No, no, no. You got to think about it. The, right now, no one on the Lakers are, feel like they're wanted. Everyone thinks that LeBron wanted them gone. They are a broken team. They have no GM. They have pretty much no coach. They have no direction of what to do next. They are a broken down team. All the young guys are broken. They don't think that they that that the Lakers want them there. They don't even think LeBron wants them there. How are they supposed to go out and play, and and sweat, you know, have blood, sweat, and tears for this guy if he wanted them all traded for Anthony Davis? Now you look in New York, you know, yeah, they're losing. They they had an awful season, but there's a lot more positives. They have a good GM. They have a coach set. There's no one that feels unwanted. Maybe Moutier, but besides Moutier, there's no one that feels unwanted on the Knicks. There's no one that has been broken on the Knicks, and there's only they're only going to go up from here. They have a set path. They have a set direction. They know what they need to do. The Lakers, they're a huge mess. You know, like I said, they have no coach well, yet. They're, they're going to have no coach soon. And even if they do, now the coach knows that he was going to be fired. They have no GM. Their players are broken. So how, how is this even an argument? Huh? You are bugging a roster. Let's go through a roster. That's what roster, roster means to players on the team. You have LeBron James. You have Brandon Ingram. You have Lonzo Ball. You have Kyle Kuzma. You got Josh Hart. You got a whole lot of players that you could just re-sign after one year. Those are the players I mentioned. Now let's go through the next. All those players, but yet they didn't even come close to making the playoffs. And when they were the fourth seed and LeBron went down with the injury, they they dropped all the way to I think like the eighth or ninth seed, but they're a better roster than the Knicks. Not saying that the Knicks would have been able to hold their own if the roles were reversed, but it was just bad from the beginning, man. It was bad from the beginning. The Knicks, the worst team in basketball, but they got a better roster. With let's go through their team. Alonzo Trier, whoa, he had one game. All right, yeah, very nice. Mitchell Robinson can just block. Yeah, very nice. He's not just a blocker. Oh. You're bugging. Who else we got? Frank. Ew. Yeah, Frank <laughs> needs to go. <laughs> I think I could score on Frank. I think I could beat him in a 21 game. Nine, uh, <laughs> 21 to 3. Who else we got in that team? Moutier. Ew. He needs to go as well. <laughs> well Dennis Smith Jr., ew. solid point guard. Kevin Stop. Knox, solid ew. for his first season. <laughs> solid, this guy says. DeAndre oh. Jordan, they need to resign him. Ew. Not one of Kevin Durant. Not one of those players is better than Brandon Ingram. Not one of those players is better than Kyle Kuzma. Not one of those players is better than LeBron. How do they have a better roster? I am a Confucian. For the exception of Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma, because I do believe before they got hurt and were, were sidelined for the rest of the season, those were the only two guys that – now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong in this, but they, they were the only two guys that were able to hold their own when LeBron went down and, and post the trade deadline nonsense. They were really the only two that, that actually their play actually got better. Everybody else, their play got worse post I that mean, trade nonsense. I mean, Lonzo's out here almost averaging a triple-double. but this Lonzo hasn't played since, like, last year, man. 
right? That's none of my business. That is none of my business. Now you're sounding like LeVar right now. <laughs> well, I'm not LeVar and going on national TV and saying my son's better than LeBron and, like, sticking by and being 100% confident in that. Hey, he, he's just trying to make that cash, and it's working. Except yeah. for the fact that now he just, like, bankrupted his whole business. But that's that's for another episode. Yeah. Well, let's go back into the playoffs. So we, we, we talked about the Warriors and the Clippers. You're living in La La Land saying that the Clippers have a, could potentially wipe out the Warriors, which you're out of your mind for even, even those words even coming out of your mouth. As a, um, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, now that brings us to the second-seeded Denver Nuggets going up against the seventh-seed San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs were a, you know, they were a team that nobody really thought they were going to do anything now that Kawhi was gone. They got DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, it, just give the credit to Coach Pop of willing this team to the playoffs and making the playoffs. So I think this was their 20, 20th or 21st straight year of making the playoffs, which is just phenomenal. Um, and, and kudos to him. And they weren't even the eighth seed, too. I mean, yeah, the seventh seed, they were, they pretty they had the same exact record as the Clippers, 48 and 34. But still, kudos to Pop, kudos to the, to the San Antonio Spurs organization. But unfortunately, I have Denver in five. I think Denver's just a better team. I don't know, man. Denver, they don't scare me at all. But at the same time, neither do the San Antonio Raptors. I don't, <laughs> I don't see them really doing too much. I think they just blew everything they had. They emptied the tank just to make the playoffs. So I think they're done. Well, they had to trade Kawhi. He didn't want to be there. It was like a Porzingis situation of how the player didn't want to be there. So they were forced to trade him. But they definitely, they definitely got in, um, a very solid player back in return in Demar Derozan. You know what the best part is though, they traded a player that they that didn't want to be there for our, a player that doesn't want to be there. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's incredible. Yeah, but unfortunately for Demar, he doesn't have the the uh, I guess you can say he doesn't have the the ammo to back up not wanting to be there the way Kawhi does. If Kawhi didn't want to be there, he was able to sit out because he's Kawhi Leonard. He's a Finals championship. He's a Finals champion. He's a Finals MVP. And he pretty much, whatever he said, the Spurs bowed down to him out in, in San Antonio. He didn't want to play. They sat him out for the whole season. He wants to be gone. They'll trade him. Unfortunately for DeMar, he doesn't have that, uh, that luxury out in San Antonio. He, he could have had it in Toronto. He might have had it in Toronto. But in San Antonio, he's a newbie. He needs to play, and he, he's not going to have any say. Now, that's what I call big man. He's yeah. angry. But, yeah, I see the um... – the Nuggets taking them out, and I think they're going to take the brooms out. I see them in four. Yeah? Yeah, either four or five. I could see maybe them winning, like, a home game. But other than that, slow for them. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to our third-seeded Portland Trailblazers going up against the sixth-seeded OKC Thunder. Now, the Portland Trailblazers were 53-24. and 24, The Thunder were 49-33. and 33. Now, the Thunder got out to a phenomenal start. They were a top four team in the, in the West, um, but they they, uh, they slowed down as of late. You know, Paul George is having an MVP-type season for majority of the season, but, you know, the last portion, the last quarter of the season, him, like, Paul George and the Thunder kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, you know, but I do have OKC in seven. I think this is going to be a very, very fun series, but I think – if Westbrook and Paul George could play to their potential, I think they're a better duo than Damian Lillard and um, C.J. McCollum. So I think the Thunder are going to prevail in seven. 
Yeah, I could. I really, I really like the Blazers. They've been one of my sleeper teams for a hot minute, but I think that they're going to quack being the high. They're always the underdog. Now, I guess they're technically the uh, favorite, but like not yeah. really. I see, I see the OKC Thunder coming out in five or six. I don't really think they're going to show. I'm not that they're going to show up. I just think that they're not really. They're not really. I don't think they're just missing something. I don't even know. The Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah, this is the second straight year though they were the third seed, and it doesn't help that Nurkic had his leg explode too. That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really wasn't like an All Star superstar player, but I mean, he definitely not having him definitely affects them negatively. But they also not that he's Nurkic or better or worse than Nurkic, but they also have Ennis Cantor now, who's a phenomenal um, post scorer. He's a phenomenal rebounder. He's just he's just a very li- he's unreliable on the defensive end, but that's where Nurkic really thrived on the defensive end. Yeah, so without with with Nurkic, I could see them putting up a better of a fight, but now that they don't have him, I think they're going to take a fat L. Yeah. So I'm gonna say right. I'm gonna say five or six. Okay, see. Mm-hmm. All right, and now that brings us to our last Western Conference first round matchup. In the Houston Rockets, the fourth-seeded Houston Rockets at 53-29, and 29, going up against the fifth-seeded Utah Jazz, who were 50-32. and 32. And if you remember, Nick, the Jazz didn't get off to a great start this season. Not at all. No, and the fact that they were able to persevere and, and get 50 wins in a tough Western Conference really shows that Donovan Mitchell is not a scrub. He is for real. And that this, this Utah Jazz team, they weren't a one-year wonder last year. They're here to stay for a while. As long as Donovan Mitchell's healthy... They're here to stay in the West. I don't know, man. The Jazz, they're not that team for me. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's a great player, but everyone hypes him up to the max, and I don't understand. But I, I just think there's a – throughout the West and throughout the East, there's basically the whole NBA. There's players that are to his level or better than him, but they don't get the same love as him. But Donovan Mitchell's averaged 23.8 points per game this year, shooting 43% from the field. 36 from three, you, you still like he's he's arguably one of the top 15, top 20 players in the league right now. Um, so like I said with uh, Gordon Hayward, the number one option on one of the worst offenses in the league that don't impress me. He's Donovan Mitchell is having a better start to his career than Gordon Hayward was. Gordon Hayward never averaged more than 19 points per game, and that was his last season with uh, the Jazz, and in two seasons, Donovan Mitchell scored average 20.5 his first year and 23.8 his second year. So I think Mitchell's by far better than Gordon Hayward right now, even 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 if you compare the first two seasons of both of both careers. He is better than Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward's a lemon. But I see the uh, – who are they playing the Jazz? I am completely – The Rockets. The Rockets. Um, I can see uh, Jim Harden just walking in there. And completely just, you know, scoring 100 points with 99 of them off free throws. So I just see the Rockets just utilizing um, their uh, their guy. And yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I have Houston in six. I do. I can see the Jazz, though, stealing two games, maybe on their home, maybe stealing one away and one on their home court. But ultimately, I think just James Harden has been on another level this entire season, regardless of what how you feel about him or how – like his scoring methods or whatnot, you can't you can't deny that this man knows how to get the ball in the bucket. And I just think in this particular series, I think that James Harden's not going to go down quietly, and I don't think he's going to be okay with losing to a Jazz team. I think he'll be okay 
losing but having a good hard-fought series with the, a team like the Warriors, but he will not be denied in the first round against the Jazz no less. So I have the Houston Hardens in six. The Houston Hardens. Imagine imagine winning one, potentially two NBA MVPs, and all you have to do is shoot free throws. That's incredible. But, uh, yeah, as long as the free throw exists, James Harden will not be denied. Unless it's in the playoffs. Remember last year? Yeah. I do. Lemon. Yeah. All right. So, what is the next matchup? So, now in the second round of the playoffs, we have the Golden State Warriors going up against the Houston Rockets. You could go first on this one. Ooh, I can't wait until um, the Rockets are winning the series and then Chris Paul, like, sprains his tongue and he can't play. Yeah, they, they definitely would have won last year if, if Chris Paul didn't go down with the, with the injury. So, until if Chris Paul doesn't sprain his ear um, or tear his nose hair, I don't think that <laughs> the <laughs> – I think that the Rockets could win if the Clippers aren't there. But um, Clippers are no, going to be nowhere near there. <laughs> They're going to be on the golf course for about three weeks at that point. <laughs> I think that I think the Rockets could potentially take him down with some all-time free throws, but uh, I think that when push comes to shove, if we're talking the favorite here, I'm going with the Warriors in six. Yeah, and I do have to agree with you. I also have the Warriors in six, but um, we're 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 kind of like disagreeing here. I don't see the Rockets having any chance of winning this series with or without Chris Paul. Now, the reason why I say that, and people are saying, oh, well, you just said that you think they could have beaten them last year. There's there's a, a huge, huge difference between the Warriors team last year and the Warriors team this year. And that difference is Boogie Cousins. Oh my god, here we go. And I, I think he's going to be the difference maker. If Boogie Cousins doesn't play well, then I can see the Rockets upsetting the Warriors. Because they could have done that last year, but they have to stay healthy. That's the thing. But if Boogie Cousins stays healthy and plays well, he can be the difference maker here. And I think that the Warriors just have way too much talent. If they're all healthy with even, let's say, you know, if Steph Curry plays and is 100%, then I think that there's absolutely no reason why the Warriors shouldn't beat them. The Warriors have five legitimate all-stars in their starting five um, on their roster. And Regardless of how well Jim Harden plays, regardless how well and how healthy Chris Paul is, there's there's just no one that they can match up with to guard Kevin Durant, to guard Steph Curry, and to guard Boogie Cousins. And then on top of that, you have to worry about Klay Thompson out in the corners. On top of that, you have to worry about um, Draymond Green getting the extra rebounds the back um, on the offensive side of the ball and, and throwing it out to Steph Curry quickly. I think when healthy, I think the, the Warriors just have way too much talent. And the difference maker in this series that's going to be the difference between last year and this year is going to be how well Boogie Cousins plays in this series. Uh, and it doesn't help that the Rockets let all of their, you know, best pieces that help them compete with the Warriors walk. Yeah, like I, I believe like Trevor Ariza, right? Like he was one guy who they let go who was very good defensively and good on like he was like a three and D type of guy. Mind blowing stuff. Can't make it up. And Carmelo. Don't forget about Carmelo. Yeah, that's right. Carmelo was on the team at the beginning of this year. And then he, he got the blame when they started off poorly. Dang. If they had Carmelo, they would sweep the Warriors. Yeah, right. That's big facts. Don't sleep. So we agree on both that the Warriors are going to win in six. Now, we just have different opinions on, on the path to get to six. But 
nonetheless, we have Golden State in six in the second round. And now that brings us to the other the other series in the Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder going up the going up against the Denver Nuggets. Now I have the the Thunder in seven. Now again, it really just depends on how um, Paul George and Russell Westbrook play and how well that they play together and if they're able to put last season aside and, and put their egos aside. Russell Westbrook has done a great job at putting his ego aside this year, and it's really become like Paul George's team, the Thunder. So if they could play healthy, I mean, excuse me, if they could stay healthy and play really well, I think that they will have enough talent to beat Denver. I think Denver's a, a very young team. They're very, very, very inexperienced when it comes to the playoffs. And I just think that when push comes to shove in big moments, when you need a big bucket, I think the best player on the court for both teams is when you need a bucket in clutch time is going to be Paul George. And I think that's going to be the difference in this series. So I have the Thunder winning this series. It's going to be a, an aggressive, fun series in seven games. Yeah, I, I kind of have the same opinion. I think that the the Nuggets, they don't got it, Chief. And so I just see the see the Thunder coming out. I don't know how many games. I think, hmm, I'm going to go Thunder in six. Or, or, or if they could shut down uh, Jokic, I could see him taking it in five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jokic is going to be a, a very big key in this too. It's going to be if he doesn't play well, they're not going to go that. They're really not going to go far. But if he plays well, they have a really good shot. Yeah, don't don't sleep on Stephen Adams. The truth. Yeah. And now, so now the finals. Yep, that brings us now to the Western Conference Finals. And I think it's pretty much safe to say that we both have the Warriors going up against the Thunder in the Western Conference Finals, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, I have the Warriors winning in six. I would love, though, I would love, love, love if Russell Westbrook can get his revenge and knock out the Warriors and what could be Kevin Durant's potential last season in Golden State to make it to the finals. But unfortunately, like I keep saying throughout the whole Western Conference playoffs, the Warriors just have way too much talent to to get denied right now. And I have the the Golden State Warriors winning in six games to make it to the finals to go up against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. If the Clippers aren't there, it's going to be Warriors <laughs> in four. <laughs> you think they're sweeping the Thunder? Oh, if they're playing the Thunder, yeah, the Warriors in four. But if it's Clippers, I could see well, the Clippers battling it out to reach the NBA Finals. Oh, oh, I guess I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I was a little confused. For a minute. <laughs> you're, you're out of your mind if you think the Clippers are making it that far. <laughs> you're out of your mind. If they beat the Warriors, they're making the finals. No, they are not. <laughs> they are making the finals. They are not. They are not beating the Warriors, man. They're not even going to win a game. I bet. So, when, what what's going to happen when they win, though? If they win the series or win a game, win the series. The Warriors. If they win the series, I will give you three hundred dollars. Bet you heard it here first, folks. And I'm, I'm gonna be waiting with this receipt until I get my three hundred cash. Now, when the Warriors do beat the Clippers, then what do I get? I'll give you a nickel. <laughs> Cheap. <laughs> Took a page out of Brian Cheatman's book. Yeah, that's me. Ah, uh, Brian Cheatman, yeah. the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Likes letting the Red Sox bully him. Yeah, well, that's we could save that for another day as well. Buying cheap, <laughs> so 
nonetheless, we pretty much have the Warriors inside your fantasy land thinking the Clippers are going to make it. Clippers. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. We pretty much both have the Warriors in the finals. I have them against the Bucks Now, You, I know you were saying that that between the Bucks and the Raptors, it could be a fun series, whatnot, tough series. I have the Warriors and Bucks in the finals, and I have Golden State winning again against the Bucks in six games. Unfortunately, I know I was saying that Giannis, no one could stop Giannis, and I've been praising Giannis this whole time. But when push comes to shove, when you have the Bucks going up against the Warriors, the Warriors have just have way too much offensive talent, and they're they're just an offensive juggernaut. And like I said in the beginning. This is turn-up time for them. So I, I don't think that they're going to be denied. I also do think that they realize that this could be the last year that they have this group. They might not have Boogie Cousins next year. They might not have Kevin Durant next year. So this, I think that they know that this is their last hurrah pretty much, and I think they're going to go out as champions, Golden State and six over the Bucks. Yeah, if, if the Clippers aren't there, I see uh, the Warriors taking it pretty pretty soon. I don't think the Bucks are equivalent to the teams that the Cavs have had the last couple of years. So I don't think they're going to – if the Cavs got, what, what is it, five games, then I could see the Bucks losing pretty much in the same kind of fashion in five games. But if the Clippers are there, I see the uh, the Bucks taking the Clippers to seven games and the Clippers coming out as NBA champions. Yeah, well, you're out of your mind. Keep saying that. You're out of your mind, man. The Clippers are not going anywhere. Don't sleep. Yeah. Do not sleep. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I have the Golden State Warriors as this year's 2019 NBA champions once again. And I have Kevin Durant as winning the MVP for the finals. Who's your MVP winner, Nick? Um, if it's not Lou Williams, I'm going <laughs> I'm going with Clay. Clay Thompson. Yeah. It's interesting. He's the he's the real MVP of that team, but everyone doesn't talk about him. <laughs> if they didn't have Clyde, that team would low key fall apart. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. Well, is there anything else you wanna you wanna mention about this NBA season before we finish up here, Nick? Don't sleep on the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers are not doing anything, man. All right. If you're gonna say don't sleep on the Clippers, then I'm saying don't sleep on the Nets. Don't sleep on the Clippers. The Nets are dookie. <laughs> they don't got nothing like the Clippers do. They don't got no. Lou Williams. They have D'Lo. Ew. <laughs> you can have that guy. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been episode three of the MNN podcast. This. I'm Mark Morales alongside Nick Rivera. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. For myself, it's at official Mark Mo. And for Nick, it's at Nick V. Rivera. Nick, anything you want to say before we finish up? Is it Jetstown yet? <laughs> I I truly believe so. It is Jetstown, especially after their uh, their new signing. Who? Their backup running back now, Ty Montgomery. Ew. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> disgusting. You can have that guy. Yeah. Well, for Nick Rivera, I'm Mark Morales. This has been the episode three of the Eminem podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and I'm looking forward to a great, great NBA playoff. Don't sleep on the Clippers. Unreal. Thank you.